Yeah, um, it's certainly not something that I ever expected to experience myself. Um, so on Friday morning, I was getting ready for work like a normal day and uh, got a knock at the door uh, and it ended up being the police. There were six police officers um, who came into my very small apartment. It was very confronting. Um, they had a search warrant, so I really didn't have a choice but to let them in. Um, and yeah, they spent about an hour um, in my apartment just going through all my stuff, including um, literally my dirty laundry uh, and ended up leaving with um, my phone and uh, laptop and a few other items. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's very, it was a very unnerving experience and I'm still kind of... Um, not really sure what to make of it or what to expect mm. um, next. It was, yeah, very rattling. Yeah. Now, this is, uh, I guess, for those people who don't know, it's, uh, you know, because of your involvement in the Disrupt the Bar Up campaign and, you know, the, the campaign that's trying to bring, bring attention to, you know, Woodside's uh, Scarborough Gas Project and the, and the further expansion of the Bar Up Hub that's threatening uh, the rock art up there and, of course, will also... Uh, contribute to the the climate uh, catastrophe and climate chaos that we're all experiencing. What well, was was that made clear by the officers? Did they you know did they explain that that was because of your participation in the recent actions at the the art gallery? Um, and and you know what was there sort of you know was that directly communicated to you when they when they turned up at your uh, apartment? Yeah, I mean uh, it was it was uh, directly communicated to me, and it was kind of outlined in the search warrant as well um, in terms of the specific items they were looking for. Um, so, yeah, they were they were pretty clear about what... Um, well, I mean, I suppose clearer insofar as, uh, you know, it was related to my uh, participation in the Disrupt Bar Pub campaign, uh, but uh, it's still not entirely clear to me uh, how this raid was justified especially given that my um my particular action at the art gallery of wa has been resolved through the courts mm -hmm. so um yeah my my only assumption is that they uh the way what they perceive they perceive my involvement in the campaign as um or the campaign more broadly as a threat mm. um and uh, seeking to um, silence us, I think. Certainly. And that, that's what I was going to ask that because it seems somewhat absurd that so we have a private, uh, you know, a corporation such as Woodside in, engaging in this project in the Borough Hub and, you know, people such as yourself have started to take action targeting Woodside and also the state government around this. But the, the sorts of actions that have been, you know, have taken place really, you know, are on the sort of um, the minor scale in terms of, you know, any kind of uh, criminal damage or anything like that. You know, we've seen mm -hmm. recently, uh, last week, uh, Disruptive Bar Hub activists spray painted um, Woodside's logo on Parliament. We had another Disruptive Bar Hub uh, activists uh, spray paint the headquarters of Woodside. And of course, the action mm -hmm. you yourself took part in at, at the, the art gallery. They're, you know, these are still, while very effective actions, they're still relatively minor actions, actions that if they were 
conducted in, in another setting would really just be receiving small fines and very little even uh, you know media attention. Uh, you know, just mm. as, you know, but basically talking about the act of graffiti here. And yet now we have you know state security uh, raiding people's houses over this. What do you think it says about the relationship between fossil fuel companies such as Woodside and the state government? The fact that they're using this kind of state repression to try and effectively intimidate activists and, you know, almost uh, treating it as though this is some sort of, um, you know, sort of terrorism, you know. Mm. What, what does it say about the, the political uh, situation and, the, you know, that relationship between uh, Woodside and our, and our government? Yeah, it's, um, it's, it says that it's, it's a very worrying situation. And I think um, all of us here in WA are quite at least aware of, of how ubiquitous fossil fuel companies are in, in our state and kind of embedded in our culture. Um, I, I, I certainly, yeah, it, I think it shows the lengths that the government will go to to defend fossil fuel interests. Um, I, I'm kind of seeing this almost as um, a protection racket, almost like, you know, the mafia, like their interest in fossil fuels, the government's interest in fossil fuels um, is being threatened and they're seeking to stamp it out. And I think it just, it shows the, um, you know, there's a term, state capture, which kind of describes, I think, exactly what is going on here is that the government is essentially owned by the fossil fuel companies. Uh, and that is, uh, yeah, the fact that the the interests of fossil fuel companies are dictating, uh, you know, the, how the government and the police and the authorities broadly deal with protests and individual protesters, and that's really concerning. As you mentioned there earlier, I mean, it really perhaps demonstrates that the state government and, you know, I guess by extension, Woodside do view the actions that you've taken and the actions that Disrupt the Bar Up Hub have taken as a threat, whether that be a material threat or more so a political threat. I mean, on one hand, that's, you know, it's quite a compliment, really, considering that, uh, you know, these <laughs> yeah. have been relatively, you know, um, small actions and have only, only really just sort of started in the last few months. Um, I guess, does it... On one hand, I guess it, you know it is meant to intimidate activists, but does it? Do you think potentially inspire people to get involved? And does it say something about the the tactics that you guys have been using and their effectiveness? If you know when you you see that you know for, for many many years um, people have been rallying around climate issues, people have been participating in you know student strike for climate or extinction rebellion, you know public disruptions, but the fact that you know these these few small actions have created so much um, you know or such an incredible reaction from the state do you think there's an effectiveness in that and, and perhaps it's you know demonstrating that what you're doing is working yeah I, I definitely think um, you know this kind of response to our protest actions um, all all it says to me is that we are we are being effective in our approach to this that we are um, threatening or um, posing at some kind of threat that the government and the fossil fuel company, I mean Woodside in this case, um, feels necessary to, you know, clamp down on before it 
gathers even more traction and attention. Um, so I, I certainly take that as uh, yeah as a compliment, and it it emboldens me. I think um, even more so rather than serving as um, you know a, a scare tactic um, into you know designed to scare me into submission. Uh, I'm I'm almost emboldened by this, and they maybe you know, my famous last words before I get carted off to jail. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's um, it certainly shows to me that we are being effective in our approach and, um, you know, turning up the volume on this conversation that um, has kind of just remained pretty, you know, despite everybody's best efforts, has, has not um, not picked up the volume that it has, it has needed to, to generate change in this space and I'm not at all saying that you know I like to think that our campaign will will obviously lead to to change that's the whole point of it um but yeah it's it's obviously part of a a much bigger coalition of of other organizations um and people who have been working on this um you know broadly on climate change but also on um the Barrett Pub itself um for a very long time so and just finally, Joanna, I don't want to keep you too long, but obviously the campaign will continue. And while, you know, there has been some you know success from these actions and clearly you've got the attention of the state and of Woodside, it's quite a daunting task to try and uh, stop a project such as this. And I imagine as far as Woodside is concerned, as far as the state government's concerned, Scarborough Gas will go ahead and the expansion of the Barb Hub is going to go ahead. But... What can people do from here, I guess, to get involved in the campaign and, and to try and resist the expansion of the Borough Pub? Yeah, um, I, as, a, as a campaign team, we're certainly having those discussions now about where to from ne- from here. Um, insofar as people, um, you know, getting involved, um, that's also something that we need to discuss. And um, I think people are certainly welcome to sign up to our uh, mailing list on our website, which um, you know, if we if we have actions that people can participate in, or get people involved in any way, um, people can find out that way, or um, stay connected to our social media accounts. Uh, at the moment, one of the most effective things people can do is, um, yeah, amplify what we're doing on social media and talk to their networks about it, talk to people about the Bar Pub and um, the impact it's going to have or is already having on the climate and on sacred rock art. Uh, and um, in, a, in a material way, I suppose, um, our crowdfunders, which, you know, the, the actions that many of us in the campaign are undertaking uh, attract fines, um, which, you know, um, we would certainly appreciate help with and, um, yeah, to definitely keep an eye out on any of our crowdfunders to, to support what we're doing because, um, yeah, we can't really continue to do what we do and, you know, seek to disrupt the bar pub uh, without that kind of support, which is really critical. Um, yeah, but certainly I would say watch this space and um, see what happens next.